G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. I'm your host, Rita Joyan. Our podcast is how to turn a passion into a profession. If you have ever had a want or a desire to talk about a subject that you can't stop talking about, if you are the type of person that goes on and on and on a certain subject and your friends are like, can you quit talking about it, but you just can't get enough of it, today's guest would probably help you alleviate that pain of talking to your friends about it over and over again. Because who I've got today is probably the cure to just going on about a subject, but you just need to find your people that also share your passion for whatever it is that you love to talk about, listen, or learn about. I've got today with me Daxi Perez, who has a proven framework for launching and growing podcasts. And you can apply his framework to any industry. He's got four plus years of podcast launch experience working with top brands and entrepreneurs around the world. Collectively, these brands and entrepreneurs he's worked with has generated over 50 million downloads in the past two years, and he's helped several of them reach number one in their iTunes category. Daxi, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having That was a great introduction. Oh, like, well, now, I'm, now I'm excited to hear myself talk. <laughs> So now I want to know, now you've done podcasting for four years. You've had immense success with helping other people get their passion, that, that thing that they can't stop talking, learning about. What were you doing? Take me back a step. What were you doing before podcasting? Yeah, so I was doing a lot before podcasting. Uh, that's a lot of years. Um, so, you know, kind of how I got into podcasting, like I'll say what's relevant. Um, so I kind of um, dropped out of college. And I was mm-hmm. in a tough point in life and I had to figure out, I've always been an intuitive person and I've just followed my, uh, how I feel. Like I've always felt like I had a lot of self-awareness and it, in college, I just knew it wasn't right because I wasn't learning from the right people. And I, I didn't feel like I was in my zone of genius. I changed majors like four times um, mm-hmm. because I was just looking, just looking, just curious, asking questions. And um, I just got the bug for like trying new things. And luckily in our lifetime, there's a thing called the internet. Mm. Um, which allows you to like, you know, escape your circumstances. I feel like because of like knowledge is, um, it's free. Like literally mm. anything that's out there that you want to know, it's free if you just look for it long enough. Um, mm. and people just didn't understand that. I feel like when I was in college, they, I wouldn't say brainwash, but like I was just very like open to experiment. Mm. Um, so I experimented with a lot of things, bought a lot of online courses. I changed my education to all learning from people who are doing the thing I want to do, not from teachers and like in the school system. Teachers are awesome. Um, <laughs> so like I just started experimenting. I hit luck with, uh, with uh, drop shipping. It was just a thing of e-commerce. And um, what's cool is that it allowed me to travel while making money. Um, so in my experience of like being in Thailand and Bali for like a year, um, I was able to meet other people who were traveling and making money, you know? So I... Just to tie it in, I, I've, in high school, I used to love producing music. Like that was my, one of my first passions. And so I had a, an, like a, a background in, in audio production. So I met someone in Thailand just through networking who had a big agency already. So I just came in as the audio guy. Like he needed an audio production manager. I came in as that. I worked my way up uh, just because of like my savviness. And uh, that was about three, four years ago. And through that, I've been able to, you know, I broke away from that like probably a year and a half ago and started my own agency because I felt like I was able to serve the market in a different, better way. Um, so that's just like a quick, short rundown, you know, dropped into college, became a digital nomad is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. You can actually like make more money like while traveling. 
mm. because it's it's cheaper like in Thailand. Like yeah. I was actually saving money. Like if you make a few thousand dollars a month in Thailand, like one to two thousand, like it's hard to spend money there. <laughs> like I was <laughs> I was getting massages like every day. Like it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Um so yeah, that's my story and that and that's kind of how I got here into podcasting. So yeah. Okay. By the way, you've just turned up the volume, I think, and I use your voice sounds just fantastic. <laughs> we can oh, wait. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, because it was like it was it was like slightly low before, and then it just kind of progressively went up. So that's good. Whatever you've done, just just please do that. Now, what I so you you went into becoming an audio production manager, and then how did you discover podcasting? Yeah, so um, for myself, or yeah, I mean, for you, for money. Okay. So like when I first started, it was just freelancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just doing it for for money. You know, like I was just editing it and doing mainly like the, the manual labor part of it. I put my years in and of work in just to understand the industry. And it wasn't until, um, because I had the fortune, the lucky like opportunity of networking with so many different people. So I was learning from so many different industries and it wasn't until I met some of the top marketing people like in the world, like in the click channel space, like some of them are my clients now. Um, and I was able to learn like how like mark, all marketing is, is like attention. Like you need to get the attention and then you need to change people's beliefs. And I realized like podcasting is like one of the most powerful ways, like as far as like a consumption standpoint to mm-hmm. really, you know, become a thought leader because like social media is very like gimmicky, like, you know, quick hits, like dopamine type content, but it's not actually like people aren't focused to your message and you can't really change people's minds because they're not like, it's very like, uh, they just want to see what they want to see. Um, so I, I found that over the years, like how powerful podcasting was because some of the people we work with, it was literally the backbone of their business. Like mm. their business was like years building it up and it was the biggest communication they had with their fans was like so authentic because it's years of them listening to them for hours and hours. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of, I'm just a bit concerned, uh, Daxi, because the volume is just going progressively lower. Is there anything you can do to? It's weird. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it, it was high before and then now it's completely low. So it's it's like at a whisper. Is this okay? Is this okay? Yeah, this is kind of, we'll work with it. We'll work with it. It's just, it's, um, we're talking about podcasting. So we want to hear all the stuff you've got to say on the topic. No. Let me go to the next question. So you discovered podcasting, you're traveling. When you're networking, are you networking and you're finding people through your travels? Is that how you're finding the different people and the connections? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry. I was just making sure my audio came out good. When I'm networking, um, can you rephrase that question? Sorry. Yeah. So when you're, how do you building your film? When you're saying you, you've been networking, you're great creating connections. Is that through your travels or is that something in some other way? Yeah. At first it was through my travels. Then it became, uh, integrating myself into certain communities, which I want to align myself with who had like buyers. You know, mm-hmm. It's much mm-hmm. easier, I found, to sell to communities rather than markets. Uh, Tell me about that. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So just to give you an example, ClickFunnels community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was able to build credibility up because, first of all, I work with some of the biggest people in ClickFunnels. But also, I know because Russell Brunson does this great... He built this huge community you know, a bit around this person. And I know what he's teaching them. And I know what's missing. So I'm able to, to know what their biggest problems are. And I know what, like, it's much, like, I, I would say there's different personas in a market and the best persona to sell to are people who are aware of their problem. They're also aware of their solution, but they just can't do it. Um, they, they don't, they don't want to do it or they don't know how to do it. 
Um, so I know Russell would talk to his community how powerful podcasting was. Um, so he made people problem aware and then solution aware, but he wasn't servicing them in that capacity. So I'm like, he's talking about it, but he's also not helping people with it. There's my opportunity because everyone in, my, in the market's aware of it. So I'm able to implant myself in these communities as this guy. And it's not a foreign concept to them. Mm. People, they, they look, the number one person in the community is preaching it for me. So he's literally marketing it for me. So if you're able to figure out like, you know, if you're in the weight loss space and uh, you know, you offer something that's unique um, and there's a big person who has a big community, but he's not, they're not servicing the community a certain way, target a community because you know what the group think is and you know the psychology. So, okay. uh, so, so, so when you found that um, gap in the market or the, in that community of the ClickFunnels community and you thought, well, uh, podcasts are being spoken about, but it hasn't, it's not being serviced. Had you at that point built the expertise to teach it or were you now upskilling yourself? Um, yes, it was literally, I had, I literally had to quit my, like I was still working in the agency like over, about a year ago. Um, just part-time work, just doing like projects for the agency, just because we work with some big clients and it was a great opportunity. Uh, and I was kind of like loyal to them, uh, the agencies I worked at, but I also learned, it was weird. Like I learned so much, we could be doing so much more as an agency for people, like not just audio, but just like the whole marketing and strategy and, uh, monetization and funnels. And I realized I can add something new to the industry. So I had to just do it myself. Um, because like I would come with these ideas like to these agencies like, hey, why don't we do this or why don't we do this? And they're like, no, we just want to do this. Um, you know what I mean? So I was like, this is my opportunity. So I just um, got enough clients and then I started on my own. Yeah. Okay. So at, at that point, are you now like experimenting with your own podcast, trying to build a community around that? As to, so what are you doing to upskill yourself so that you can then teach it to other people? Yeah. So, uh, I started my Facebook group. It's about 900 people now. Um, that was really good selling some courses. We're doing a 21 day challenge, which went really good. We want it's our first iteration. Like it sold out pretty quick. We want to do it again. Um, I started my own podcast like a month and a half ago. Um, I've had podcasts before, but the only reason I started now is because I was so focused on my clients before that. Like I didn't want to, until I built a team, I didn't want to take away my manpower from delivering results because I'm all about longevity. I'm not about having people pay me, you know, and then that's it. Like you're always selling yourself. So I only want to work with people who will work with me for the long term. Like that's my first like thing to go for. So I just want to make sure those relationships are solid from the start. So I put a lot of effort into my relationships with clients. Um, and then like a month, about a month ago or two months ago, I realized like, all right, I have some room to breathe. I have a team. Uh, let me do my own stuff and become a product of my product, so to speak. that's really interesting Dexy because you were servicing clients before you had your own podcast how did you convince people companies entrepreneurs to hire you to help them with a product a podcast that you didn't even have of your own like that's pretty awesome so how did you do that yeah you don't have to have your thing if you want to sell it uh it's just straight one of the biggest uh cognitive biases is social proof so if I'm able to say I work with Oprah Winfrey, um, I can just leverage that because it's automatic trust, you know, because they're like, oh, she's not stupid. If she hired him, she must be smart. So I, I, I call it a dream 100, figuring out who are the people that you can work with that'll elevate your brand just by association, you know? So I figured out who are the biggest names in the ClickFunnels community. I, and it doesn't matter, work for them for free. What, however you got to do just to be co-signed, um, whatever you got to do. And that's what I did. I reached out to all of them and I, 
three shots of Steve Larson. He was, he was literally Russell Brunson's right hand. Um, and I started just audio editing, but I was able to leverage that in like, yeah, I work with Steve Larson. So everyone in that community who I was selling to, they knew who he was. So it's just automatic credibility. So that's, that's just one hack, you know, to do it. So that's fantastic. <clears throat> awesome. So you're podcasting now, you're servicing big clients. It's not fair that I also worked at a big agency, so I was able to leverage those other big names. Ah, so, uh, okay. But at the end of the day, it was all leverage. It was all just social proof, as you said, and leveraging the people that you had worked with, and then that's how you built the clientele. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So how does someone who's listening to this, and of course, to podcast, and as, as I have one, you have to be passionate about, it, about the topic. And I'm passionate about the journey that it takes to go from, I've got an idea, to making that idea and having an impact. So how does one, someone who's listening right now, how, do you, how would you suggest to start a podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, this might be a little bit at odds with what you're saying, but I don't necessarily tell people like, and I tell them like, just because it's a passion doesn't mean it's going to be a good podcast or if it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. Because like, I have a lot of passions. I love basketball. <laughs> I love uh, DJing. Like, I love a lot of things. I'm not going to do a podcast around it because the whole point of a podcast, like the most powerful thing, um, and I'm not saying that doesn't work. There's people who do that. It's just the odds are much lower, much lower rates of success because you're not enriching yourself. So the, there's less longevity in it. Um, you're, and there's less like... Um, I would say feedback, but I like making a podcast where you could solve a problem for someone um, and have like a result that they get from listening to the podcast because there's much better engagement. You're bringing much more value. And like, let, let me give you an example. I started a podcast. Uh, my first one actually, it was like two and a half years ago. Um, it was in the health space. One of my passions was like superfoods, nutrition. And I started it just because like out of my ego, I'm like, I want to interview all these guys and, you know, learn what they will know, you know? And just talk about what I know because I felt like I, I knew a lot. I had some expertise. But the problem was my goal was never to, you know, monetize it or build a business around it. I never wanted to build a supplement. I never wanted to do coaching. Like I had no value ladder. So because of that, I was not able to service people to the fulfill like to the extent that they should have been served. You know, if I was like built out this whole value ladder and customer journey, then it's like I could really serve people and have a purpose like other than just entertainment because I think entertainment's great but the real value is when you can take do more than entertainment you can actually bring people on a journey of transformation and you usually do that through services you know uh, for your dream person your dream customer so it ended up stopping it I ended up stopping it because there was no point of me doing it like it was literally just building an audience for no reason you know because mm-hmm. I had nothing to service them with um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm a big believer that if you're gonna start a podcast you have to be of service to people um, in some form of capacity. Um, so if that answers your question fully, it's starting a podcast. It has to be around, uh, something that aligns with, uh, your value ladders and how you can service people. So, yeah. Okay. So that's, if you want to be able to monetize it down the track, but if you just want to have a podcast for the sake of the enjoyment of a subject, that's when you would go and do an interview people who are pro basketball plays of basketball is the interest. And yeah. so is, is that what you mean? Yeah. So I like kind of going back to that, like you want to consider like why you're doing a podcast again, if you want to do it just for the enjoyment, because Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of ways you can do things just for the enjoyment of it. Um, The real benefit of it is when you can build things for people that isn't just highlighting other people. It's also like you become an expert as you're doing it. Mm -hmm. If that type of like a type of podcast that works good for that is like, Hey, I'm not where I want to be yet, Mm -hmm. but 
I'm calling my shot and this is how I want to disrupt the industry. This is how I like, this is why, how I want to change the world. Join me and follow along as I go on this journey. So that's more of a document, documentation type podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have to be the expert, but if, if you're going from not an expert point of view, I would go that route. Okay. Um, Yeah. There has to be some sort of end goal and vision that people can attach to and align to. Um, I'm not saying you can't like your method, like you can do it, but I'm saying like, I'm just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Like success, like less people succeed with that first option than with the second option, which is like, I want to attach it to uh, some sort of model. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so tell me this, there are different ways of podcasting. There's this style of interviewing someone. There's a second style of, you know, talking about something of like about the topic say, of podcasting, your opinion on it, how to grow it, how to start it. Then you mentioned something else called, that you said, documenting. Does that, what does that mean, documenting, and then using that as, as a podcast? Um, so that is like in, in, ingrained. That is for someone who doesn't feel like they're the expert, I feel like, but they want to be. So the podcast is just a form of evolution for them. For them to start throwing ideas out there and to you know, document their journey, if you're doing that, your expectation should be no one's going to listen to this for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be no expectation of you, only that you become better at, at, on the other end and that you feel like you found your voice and you feel like you developed your kind of psychology in this field. You know? And a lot of it has to do with, you, know, you have to build your own way of thinking. To become a thought leader, you have to be a thought leader. You know? and it has to have new ways of thinking. So um, those types of episodes, it involves like, throwing rocks, you know, like what's the old way of thinking? What's, what's my way of thinking? Uh, and, uh, I tell people to treat podcasts like your marketer and marketers are really, really like the best marketers know how to change beliefs. So they know how to get you from this wrong way of thinking to this new way of thinking and you know what to do when you're here, you know, cause then that's how you get, that's how you create your blue ocean. Okay. Like, so I'm going to now just dive deep into something because you said a marketer is someone who changes someone's thinking or belief from one old way of thinking to a new way of thinking. This is just like a, a talk on ethics here. What justifies the new way of thinking to be the right or better way of thinking? Nothing. There, that's where the ethics is on you. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, to do it for evil. I'm just saying that <laughs> that's how you really can like, it has to do with changing people's beliefs so that they can like, like leave what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the onus is on the person to making sure that they're answerable. Cause I could, you could do it and be, and be a liar, mm. you know? Mm. Um, so that like, that is something I cannot control. Mm-hmm. That's on them. But mm-hmm. I do know what you're saying. Like, that's not right. It's, yeah. It's- yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So starting a podcast, either documenting, interviewing, or talking about an opinion piece about your opinion of how to do things. So once you've got that, how do you create consistent content? How does that work? So a lot of it has to do with what does your life look like? You know, a lot of people put really high expectations on themselves um, that doesn't match their lifestyle. If you're working a nine to five job, like be real with how much hours you have and the type of content you're making, how long it takes to create. And like, just put it down in numbers. Like, all right, if I do an episode, it takes me an hour and a half to record it, to chop it up, to publish it on social media, how much hours am I willing to commit per week? Um, and then you just, you just break down the numbers and that's it. If you want to hire someone because you don't like how the numbers look, you can go that way. So consistency has to do with uh, first, you know, systemizing the process so that when you do do it, 
it's not like you have a checklist. You're like, this is everything I need to do. Um, so it's very like, it just doesn't take a lot of willpower or I would say it doesn't take a lot of mental bandwidth. So systemizing the process is, that a, is one step. Um, pr- preparing. So like having like bulk content, you know, having things like ready two weeks, four weeks in advance. Um, so you're not stressed. Uh, hiring someone obviously is like a good way to like, you know, stay consistent because you're not responsible for it. Um, and that comes with systemizing the process. Um, and then also just following a framework, you know, of listing out your audience's like biggest questions and desires and uh, false beliefs and objections and how can you address it? Um, because that's usually what works the best when you can talk to people's psychology and get them to want to hear, like they should see your titles and, and, and like your dream listener, your avatar should see your titles and be like, need to know what that means. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to that to resolve that idea in my head. Um, so it's much easier once you get a lot of feedback and engagement to create consistent content. Cause then you feel like everything you put out there is getting like, you're getting feedback you're getting, mm-hmm. and it's like, you're not just doing it for yourself. So. Okay. So, so here's, here's two questions back to back. How long should a podcast be to engage listeners? And then secondly, how often should one be recording? And I know you said lifestyle, but if we're going to go for maximum benefit, is it once a, once a day, like at one, like every day for three times, five days, once a week, once a month, how do we do it? Yeah. I mean, once a day is great. Like I'm, I'm all a fan of more the merrier. Uh, obviously you want quality to stay good. Um, but it, uh, I would say, so length of episodes, usually um, if it's an interview, no longer than like 20 minutes, people feel like it kind of goes down um, just because that's average commute time usually. Um, and, uh, also like knowing your avatar, like who they are, like if they have a nine to five, they're probably gonna listen to their car. Um, if you have a fitness podcast, they may listen to it while they're working out. Um, so knowing where people are listening to it and how they're listening, you could actually poll and ask people like, how long do you have like listen to podcasts on average? You can ask people that actually your audience, um, interviews usually like after 35 minutes, they go down. So try not to make interviews too long. I would say, unless you're like a huge person already, then it's like, Joe Rogan could do three hour interviews, whatever <laughs> he deserves to do that. Um, but yeah, usually like 20 minutes for solo episodes, 10 to 20 minutes. Um, cause you gotta think about it from there, from your end. Like, would you want to download an interview? If you see it's like an hour and a half, like it looks, it looks overwhelming. I think it depends on the topic. I think it would depend on who is being interviewed and what's being said. And I think yeah. that would have a big part of it, but you don't want people to question the length is what I'm saying. Okay. To not be a, a factor. Um, so uh, that was your first question, the length. Was there another question there? Um, yeah, yeah, just wait. And then the how often, and you answered that. How often do you put you up? It could be every day, but all, honestly, it's um, minimum, I would say two times a week right now, minimum. I think one a week is not a, keeping up with the competition. And people will, because people form habits around shows. So if you don't let, it, let them form that strong enough habit, then they'll start listening to other people. Okay. Okay. And so how do you, so someone's listening right now, how would you say to monetize a podcast? This is a fun question. Um, because like the real question here isn't how you monetize a podcast. It's how you monetize attention. Um, because I, I know I've worked with people who have a huge amount of listeners um, and they make no money from their podcast. And then I work with people who get like a thousand downloads a month and they're making like tens of thousands of dollars from their podcast because they know who they're talking to and what unique problem they're solving for that person. 
and then how to position their offer so it's like a no-brainer to that person. Um, so a lot of it has to do with just knowing your who's the who. Like if you're not talking to the right person, then you can't you won't have the right messaging. So you know it won't like actually touch them. You know they won't like be moved. Um, and then also you know having the right offers and value ladders. Like how are you going to ascend people? Podcasting is a very low value ladder thing. In America, people are used to free podcasts, so you, people don't have their credit cards out. Don't be like, I have a two thousand dollar course, like go buy it. Like no one's going to do that. Um, it has to be very low commitment or just like no brainer things for, po- for call to actions on a podcast. Um, a lot of it is dependent on what's happening outside the podcast. You know, what other, and we can, we can dive deep into to this if you want to, uh, offer creation, like it, that can go very, very deep. Uh, you don't want to sell products or services. You want to sell offers because then that's unique to you. So don't sell like a course sell like, you know, you also get this, you also get this, you also get this. So it's like, um, something that's like, they can't compare you to anybody else. So they're just looking at it for what it is, you know? So do you mean like bonuses? Like this is the, the, the main product and these are the bonuses. Is that what you mean by an offer? Yeah. So bonuses, but each component of it, we can get pretty deep here, um, is you want one component of your offer to, to address the vehicle. So the product itself, whatever their biggest objection is, um, you want one to address the internal. So whatever their biggest internal objection is, like, you know, for podcasting is like, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't feel comfortable. No one's going to listen to me. That's all internal. Um, how do you address that in your offer to solve that in their head? And another one is external. So, you know, external is usually their excuses. Like, I don't have time. I don't have money. How do you solve that problem in their head? If you could solve the internal, the external, and then also the vehicle. So what false belief they have about the thing itself, like, oh, podcasting won't make me money. Oh, podcasting, uh, no one listens to them. Like, if you could solve those three problems in an offer, like, on how to, like, you know, combat that, then that's attractive, you know, uh, for whatever your market is. So. Okay, so can we go through those again? The false beliefs overcoming in your marketing, the false beliefs. The second thing? Oh, so the first one is the, the vehicle. So what about the product itself? So for you, it might be whatever your main thing is that you're selling. It doesn't have to be podcasting. It could be whatever you know, weight loss, like, or whatever you, your unique uh, mechanism is. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Biggest false belief, biggest objection that you can handle through an offer, you know? So like, if like just an example internal, I don't know what to say. Well, I'll hop on a call with you every week uh, to help you to do vocal coaching. I'll have a vocal coach come in to help you sound good. I'll give you content calendars, scripting sheets. So it's like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about that because it solves it, you know? Um, so if you can address those three things and the third one's external. Um, which is excuses, which is things that are outside of you. Like I don't mm-hmm. have the time, I don't have the money. Um, how do you, how do you make, how do you solve whatever that biggest excuses that they have in their head that is outside of them? Um, so yeah. Okay. Super. Thank you for that. Now, before I, I move on, um, there's two questions that I want to wrap up with the first, and I know we could go on and on cause there's much more content to cover, but we'll give uh, our listeners a uh, URL that can, they can go to, to learn more about, uh, podcasting but two things number one what is uh, i've heard a lot about documentary podcasting what's your opinion on documentary podcasting uh what is that ah so it's documentaries but on a podcast platform you've, you've never you haven't oh, come about, across that or like documentaries about other people well just on any topic but they're documentary podcasts that's okay we can move on that's no, 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 no. I'm just thinking, no, this is a great question. 
I've never had, I like new questions. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I know there's some big ones like, uh, that the biggest one, I forget what it's called. Um, it talks about history. Uh, yeah. What's my opinion on it? It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I personally don't like starting podcast where it doesn't attach to a business model. Um, but that's just me. Okay. I know it works, but that's not my expertise, so to speak. Okay. 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 It's like, com- it's like comedy podcasts. Like I wouldn't work with that type of person because I don't know the business model is different, you know? Yeah. I mean, there is a business model attached, but it's not just not the, it's just a different business not, model. Yeah. Usually those type of podcasts, especially like comedy, like that's not where the, their main source of traffic is. It's usually from other things and they just want to hear more of them. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a sitcom type thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is how can you use or leverage the podcast to then tune into or create an Alexa skill? Yeah. So we've actually experimented with this. It's pretty fun. Um, we're not doing it with a lot of people. Um, so there's flash briefings, which is like every morning. Um, I don't know if you ever used a flash briefing. No. Yeah. So every, it's just like a morning feed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Alexa, what's my flash briefing today? Mm-hmm. So whatever you're subscribed to, it'll give you a short snippet of whatever. So you can subscribe to like a news thing. Um, so you can create your own flash briefing where every morning it's this podcast, you know, quote of the day, whatever. Um, we haven't really messed around with it much because I don't, uh, it's not too important for us because like Alexa like only lets you listen to it like a certain amount of the podcast, I think like three to five minutes or something. So it's not like full episodes. Um, to be honest, like I haven't messed with it much. Like we, we've, we tried to experiment with some clients, but they weren't really up for it. Um, so I guess I got to mess with it more. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But I do know like voice is like, huge so yeah yeah totally but it, um, so if you submit your podcast to tune in mm-hmm. i think it's a it's a podcasting platform you automatically get put on alexa just so you know oh so really get, yeah so we get listens from alexa uh for some clients but it's only because tune in automatically connects their feed to alexa okay um tune in.com okay so make sure you submit your podcast to tune in.com if you want to be on alexa yeah, I did not know that. Thank you very much for that. And then lastly, for anyone that's listening, last question, what mistakes are usually made? How can you avoid? What, like what have in your journey of 50 million downloads, what mistakes are, are created or do people encounter that avoid them from getting the downloads and the listens and the monetization of their podcast? Yeah, so there's more than one mistake. <laughs> just, I'm sure you're aware. Uh, I would say like, I'll, I'll just list through some of the major ones because it, it might be relevant to some people with different ones. Um, number one is not having a key channel outside of podcasting for communication um, so, and discoverability. You know, right now, for some people that might be Pinterest, if you're very female based and it's like, you're good with the, that marketing. For some people, it might be YouTube, you're driving, getting traffic from. Um, for some people, like Instagram is really big right now for a lot of communities just because it's so easy to get people to repost you on their stories. And like stories get so much, like if someone reposts you, like you'll get a lot of people going to your profile. Um, mm-hmm. So you can easily put your teaser content on stories, you know, interview a guest, have them repost it and then people will go to your profile. And then if it speaks to your ideal listener, they'll be attracted, but it has mm-hmm. to like yell to your ideal listener. Um, so not having a key channel for discoverability and uh, communication is one of the biggest things I see people mistaking. They want to be everywhere, but like 
you need to get one channel down really good and figure out where you you can like you know get that system going good um and then also like i'm i'm really big on just like making good content um but like content that changes people's beliefs and positions you as a thought leader um because that's the biggest leverage point when you could be different you know because then that's how you get people to like you build your raving fan base mm. where they listen to you because they can't find you anywhere else um, you're speaking about things that they can't hear anyone else. And that is a discovery process too. Like that's not just like going to happen. Like you could start broad at first, but then as you start testing new pieces of material and new hooks and new ways of thinking, you'll start to like, you know, feel like, Hey, like, I think I'm catching on to something here. I should talk about this more or, Hey, I think this is a unique problem people aren't talking about. And like, I have a unique solution. So like there is, you can only model so much a lot of it is like a discovery process. Like the things that make you like you is a discovery process. And how do you find that discovery? Like what are you supposed to be doing to be on that journey of discovering? Testing, testing content. Like okay. always like just building that audience and then listening. Like what are their questions? What are their false Talking to them, you know, like figuring out like uh, you might make one episode and you talk about this one topic, you know, whether it's trending or it's just uh, this one certain thing and then it gets a lot of engagement or it gets a lot of like whatever. You're like, I hit a nerve there, you know? Um, so just really, it's all like when you're doing, when you're a good podcaster, you're a detective. Mm. You really only throw out, because what it's funny, like people think, uh, I'll, I'll just kind of go backwards here real quick, just because I didn't mention it before about selling. Um, your products and services don't sell, your sales message sells. Um, products and services usually are the last thing, like I like to sell stuff before I build it. Because if mm -hmm. I can get you to pull your wallet out just from the message, and that mm. means you, you know, um, obviously I know I'll build it the right way. Like I'm not going to sell something that like I don't know how to do. Um, but like if you can get your sales message and your like your promise to actually make someone feel something and want to pull their wallet out, um, that is like the most powerful thing. So a lot of the content you make is just to make someone feel something and like, you know, test it and like see what, what, uh, what works and what doesn't work. So yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. That's been very enlightening. And I hope our listeners who are considering having a podcast as a as part of their business model and to funnel clients in or just to use it as a space for you know, having an outlet to speak about a topic that they love, I hope that they can take a lot from you. And thank you so much for giving us the insights that you have today. Yeah. And I also have, I don't know, I could send you like a link. Oh, yes, please. Yes. Where, where can people learn more? Yes, please. Yeah. So I actually have an ultimate guide to podcasting. It's completely free. I should probably make this paid in the future. Uh, but it's like 170 pages. It's like, it's like a book mm -hmm. of like A to Z. If you want to start a podcast, like the whole setup, um, I could send that to you. You can like send it to your audience, like a little link. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's for you guys. So, yeah. and then What's also, the URL? Have, What's the URL for that? Um, it's a long one. <laughs> it's oh, not, yeah, I think it's legacy podcast. I, I don't want to say the wrong one. Like, um, so if you go to legacypodcast.com, there should be a link there. Yeah, legacypodcasting.com. There you, you go. Can yeah. Find, yeah, legacypodcasting. Um, there's like, you can browse the website and find the, the link for that. Um, and then it should be delivered to you. And then also I have a Facebook group. Um, and just follow me on, on uh, Instagram, I am Daxi. If you have any questions, you can DM me. I'll reply to my DMs. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, guys. Um, and that once again, that's legacypodcasting.com. 
for you guys if you want to download the the booklet on how to start a podcast, how to monetize it. So the whole stuff is in greater detail in that book. It's free and it's available. So please, I encourage you to go and grab that and get more access to how to start a podcast. So thank you, Daxi. Thank you for joining us. And listeners, thank you very much for joining us on this episode and we'll catch you on the very next episode on Unbox Your Gift.